Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Welcome to this Emerging Headliner podcast, powered by Source Elements. Today I'm joined by UK singer-songwriter Tom Spate, who's just released a new single called Soak Up, and he's got a new album dropping in September, which is very exciting. Tom, welcome to the show, mate. How's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, no, all is all is good, really. Um, it was nice to kind of it's nice to be releasing some new music, mm. and um, yeah, to be to be uh, back out back out again, really. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully we just need the gigs to come back, don't we? Well, that's it. Yeah, I think that's the the last piece of the puzzle, really, especially for for musicians. You know, there's been a lot of music being made, but uh, that's that's the one thing that people are, are you know dying to get back out on the road. I think and. Um, and uh, and we'll talk about that in a sec, obviously. But um, how's it how's it going for you generally, mate? Like during this weird year we've had, um, uh, have, have you been coping all right? Have you been sort of managing to keep yourself busy and, and sort of stay productive for the most part on the on the music side? I feel like, to be honest, I got kind of lucky in the sense of if it was the year before, um, you know, in twenty nineteen and the pandemic broke out that year, that would have been, you know it would have been yeah more of a headache really because I was very busy with touring and mm-hmm. um, you know, promoting the, my debut album but for me 2020 was always going to be kind of like a quiet year and I had a few festivals like Glastonbury and a few like key shows like the Palladium we were going to do and stuff like that okay. but it was yeah it was just I, my main goal for that year was to write and record my second album and that's you know I kind of did that so I can't I can't really complain too much about things and obviously you know it would have been nice to have played those gigs but um you know I'm sure they'll come back and you know I think it's going to be a great feeling when the gigs do come back and hopefully everyone will be kind of really excited about it and um definitely yeah you know I finished so I finished my album and yeah here we are with some new songs brilliant brilliant and I, and I will be playing a little bit of uh, soak up in a minute mate if that's um if that's all right just for a, a you know give our listeners a little bit of a a, a, a treat and um yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's cool. It, it has given um, a lot of artists the chance to get back in the studio um, and and really focus on on their next project, um, which it sounds like you've done. You know, kind of making the best of a bad situation almost. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know you've sort of had a a, a personal battle going on in, in your life as well um, over the last few years, especially last year. I understand things were quite tough uh, at one point last year for you at one point um tell us a little just a little bit about that tom if if that's all right and and sort of how that affected your um your artistry i guess and, and sort of your musical output in uh, in 2020 i think i think you're, are you talking about crohn's disease yeah, yeah 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 sure okay the um yeah I've, I've been struggling with crohn's for kind of you know, I worked, I worked it out the other day and I think it was something like 14 years wow. now, which wow. is kind of crazy to think. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've had Crohn's um, for 14 years and, you know, it, it's been like a really rocky kind of ride. And, you know, um, when I was making my debut album, I, I did actually get hospitalised with, with Crohn's for, for two months. And, um, you know, it's a very like unsettling kind of um thing being hospitalized you know for, mm. for such a lengthy amount of time um but at the moment you know I, I'm doing okay I think it, it you know you, it, people always think oh you know he, you 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 well you you know it's but and it is a you know it's a chronic um, illness and you know I, I don't know when my next kind of flare-up will be I can only really just like be thankful 
today I'm feeling good, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been a very rocky period. You know, I've been hospitalised a dozen times and um, I feel like every time I do kind of, you know, have a lengthy stay in hospital, I, I you know, I feel more kind of grateful for my own health. Mm. Like, yeah. um, I think sometimes people do take their health for granted. And I think for me, the most important thing is my health and then my music really. And, um, you know, yeah, I'm just happy to be to, happy to be in a good place at the minute, really. Good stuff, man. Yeah, no, that's that's really good to hear, Tom. Um, and I, I would imagine, you know, having those kind of experiences is it's quite an emotional time. It's it's a time when you would do a lot of thinking to yourself and, you know, going over things in your head. Um, do, do you feel like maybe that kind of you can then channel that into your music and, and you sort of, you know, all that thinking time produces uh, ideas for songs and stuff? Yeah, definitely. There's there's two sides to it. So the um, I wrote some songs while I was in hospital. I think two songs of my debut album was kind of started while I was in hospital. Okay. Um, I was in like uh, had like my own kind of room, um, which makes me sound like a rock star or something. But no, it was just because I think because I was there for such a long amount of time, they kind of gave me my, my own room yeah, for like yeah. two weeks or so. So I wrote some songs which definitely wouldn't have come kind of come out of you know anything else but that experience really mm-hmm. and then the other side of it is just like this incredibly like hopeful message that I think is in my songs of like you know kind of just taking on the world and especially this record was kind of like a response of like you know coming out of hospital and be like I just want to live life to the full mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean like you know go out and taking a load of drugs and staying out late and you know doing what and all that kind of stuff meaning more just like I think just being in the present and just enjoying the moment. And mm, I've, mm. I've definitely struggled a lot with not being in the, in the present and feeling anxious and worrying about the future, which then is a vicious cycle of playing, you know, damaging my own stress levels, yeah, which yeah. then not an effect with Crohn's. So I think, um, yeah, it's just, it definitely, you know, it has my, it's shaped me as a person, which, you know, then has a knock on effect in my own music because yeah all my songs are kind of written about my own experiences really yeah yeah that's cool man um yeah I mean before we sort of go on to um your your songwriting process Tom and and talk a little bit about some of your newer projects um who were you who were you sort of listening to growing up and who has kind of had the biggest influence on you as an artist who's had the biggest impact on your artistry and and sort of you know um kind of shaped you know your your sound I guess I think there's there's a there's a combination of quite a few pe- uh, people and artists and stuff, and I think definitely when I was a kid, like it was the whole Britpop movement, like Oasis and Blur and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. That kind of that tweaked my ear and kind of getting myself into music. And then when I started writing songs, I was kind of leaning more towards people like David Gray, Damien Rice, and kind of that UK singer songwriter scene at that yeah, point. Yeah. And then as I've got older, I've kind of got into more, I suppose, like. I don't know, like more American music, maybe. Um, so I feel like, you know, everything has kind of like it's one big melting pot of influences mainly. But I'm, I'm the biggest Beatles fan, I love Oasis. And, you know, I just like songs like Simon Garfunkel, you know, mm-hmm. John, just good songs. You know, I think there's a reason why people keep on covering like your song by Elton John. It's because it's a timeless song and it, it just resonates with everyone. So yeah. my mission is to kind of just write hopefully good songs you know that will stand the test of time really yeah yeah for sure man I mean 
as a as a singer songwriter and and having um, taken a lot of inspiration from those kinds of grassroots artists. Um, what's your sort of writing style and, and process, Tom? Generally speaking, I know it would generally it would vary depending on what kind of projects you're working on. But um, do you sort of start with with a guitar or piano? Like, is it a you know a melody thing, and then sort of starts starts with that and it really, really depends. You know, I, I, I do a lot of writing on my own, but then I also have done co-writing as well. And mm-hmm. it really depends. Like when I write on my own, it's, it's a very quick process. I would say normally like I can fire a song out in about an hour. And if yeah. it's feeling good, that generally is a good sign to me. Like, okay, this, is, you know, and another thing is that I kind of hang on to is if I don't record it and play it the next day and I can remember it pretty much, you know, just off the cuff, that's also a good sign. So mm-hmm. I would say generally it's the the key is for me, the uh, the melody and the feeling that it gives me afterwards. Yeah. And, yeah. and also do I, am, am I excited to play it again? Um, but when you're writing with other people, it's like, it's kind of, um, it's a different, you're, you've got a different like head on your shoulders really mm-hmm. with, with that because it's quite, um, you know, you're kind of bouncing off ide- each other's ideas and stuff. Sure, so yeah. It's it's more of a light, lengthy process, but it, it's still just as much as a reward, like a rewarding process as well, you know. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. It's a completely different dynamic, I would imagine, being in the studio with with someone else and having that chemistry, you know, bouncing ideas off each other. But um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's a different time as well. Like we did, um, I wrote one of the songs with my. Uh, my singer Lydia and mm. we did it over zoom so it's like anything is possible I think you know yeah it really is I mean it's it's quite mad how um well I mean the technology that we can do we can even do this today is is awesome obviously but the fact that you know people have been adapting and, and doing these writing sessions over zoom and and still bit you know being able to get stuff done pinging files mm. back and forth doing production and yeah it's um it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome and um yeah it's cool that you've been able to to do a bit of that as well. Um, do you think? Um, do you feel like your approach has changed at all over the years, Tom? Like since your last or since your first album, and and sort of developed in some ways as you've sort of learned more about yourself as an artist and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think maybe I've got a bit more confident, mm. um, not in like an arrogant way, like of like, oh yeah, yeah I'm just yeah. like killer songwriter or anything like that. Nothing like that. It's just more. I suppose I just. I just if I like it that that's cool with me you know and I like you know not everyone's gonna like my music you know some people might be like this is great some people might be just like what is this guy going on about I've just I've heard this a million times Mm. you know like um so I I just think I've just become a bit more comfortable maybe a bit more confident with what with what I do you know I suppose there's loads of singer-songwriters out there and you're kind of all fighting for that kind of you know for people to listen but yeah, yeah. I suppose no one no one can do what I can do which is you know either you like it or you don't I you know it's, it's neither here or there really yeah I like that honesty because it's it's almost like you've found comfort in you know just putting out music that you like which is um you know and if the fans connect with that then then brilliant um I've a great quote um by David Bowie and I think it was something like as soon as you play to the gallery you're kind of you know, a bit screwed, basically. It was something <laughs> like that. I'd, he probably didn't say the word screwed, but, you know. Um, yeah, it was something about like playing that. to the gallery. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that sounds like a Bowie quote, definitely. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, of Soak Up now, Tom, um, yeah. for our listeners. And then 
Uh, I'll come back to you shortly and we'll talk about kind of how the uh, how the track came together. I soak up your love Like it's the last thing I ever do Then give it all back to you I've been talking to myself Searching for some help With these scars So tired Walking in the dark Trying to get to nice tune man it's uh it's kind of got a real uplifting kind of feel to it um especially when the when the chorus comes in and is that so is that lydia on the vocal with you kind of yeah 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 she uh, lydia and um i think I'm trying to think of who else is on there it's kind of like a gangy kind of vocal there's a few yeah i like it yeah um but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It was the, it was the, do you know, what? it was the first song we recorded when we got out of lockdown. Okay. So it was like, it was just, yeah, it was just such a joy to kind of be making music. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it was sunny, and I was wearing shorts. So um, yeah. <laughs> Say no more. Say no more. Say no that's more, that's yeah. when I'm happiest it's just as un- well. Unheard of in London, isn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah, it is. It there is. isn't always our best friend. Yeah. But it was. Uh, but it's quite a fun one to work on. This, right? Yeah, so, yeah. It was incredibly fun. I did it with my best friend, um, who is also in the music industry. He, he, he's a guy called Rich Turbin. He kind of produces stuff like. Do you know? Do you know the band Blossoms? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, we, I've been friends with him for like 15 years, and. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just it was just great to be working with your your best mate really on some on on some music. Yeah, lovely. That's awesome, man. Now, what's um what's kind of your your setup like, Tom? Um, have you do you record yourself um at home sometimes? Have you been managing to get into the studio and do stuff? You know, quite fine. Yeah. So obviously, it's been a bit bit of a logistical nightmare to do to do certain things um, during the yeah, pandemic. Sure. But um, yeah, just curious to know kind of what your what your little setups like or big I setup. don't, do you know i don't have much recording gear at home actually mm-hmm. um i have like this like kind of this ambient microphone that i use um that's really helpful mm. and then yeah i just kind of go into the studio i'm, I'm relatively kind of quick when, when it comes to recording like i think we did that song in a day okay and um yeah it's just i i like to work in kind of nice studios i think i think i'm a bit of a old-fashioned person when it comes to that mm. i like the process of being in you know like a work environment rather than the being in my bedroom or something it doesn't yeah. really feel quite the same yeah yeah um but yeah we did that one in abbey road and it's it's like the gatehouse that's so right it's, kind of, yeah. it's connected to to the main rooms of abbey road but it's not a huge room but it's it's very like efficient in the way it works nice 
Nice. And did you, how sort of involved on the production side are you as well? Do you like to put a little bit of analogue across certain things and, and certain bits and pieces? Yeah. I suppose at Abbey Road you'd so be able I, to do that. I co-produced uh, two songs on the record and then I also self-produced two songs mm-hmm. on, on my own. So, yeah, I, I, awesome. I'm not like very hands-on with like, you know, like the, the actual gear itself, but I know what I kind of want from the songs and the, how I want the sonics of the songs to sound. Sure. Um, so I just work, you know, with like, if you were recording at Abbey Road, you know, they've just got the best engineers and they're all really great at their job and, you know, very, it's just really fast, you know, I'll be like, I want this kind of acoustic sound and they just, you know, they just get it done and it's very painless, uh, you know, um, way of recording really. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Now I'm just reading here, Tom, um, 150 million streams, seven playlisted records on Radio 2 in a row. Um, some really nice support there, obviously, from from those guys. Um, and I know you've played Glastonbury, um, the acoustic stage before, which is which is awesome. Um, and I'm also reading here you've been endorsed by uh, Sir Paul McCartney, um, who, yeah. who said uh, he wouldn't change a thing. Um, what I mean, what was your reaction to, to receiving that kind of uh, little bit? I mean, of... he was talking about my hair or something. No, <laughs> he... Uh... He, I went to I went to his university in Lip, in Liverpool. Okay. Liverpool, yeah. And I kind of I had a long period with him on a like a one on one songwriting session. Oh, nice. And uh, that was yeah, I played him like six songs, and I was really wanted him to say, "Oh, I just changed this or something," <laughs> so I could be like, "I co-wrote a song with Paul McCartney," but I didn't, I couldn't get that out of him. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, we've been very very lucky with like the support we've received from Spotify and you know, all those kind of streaming things and radio too, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm kind of just an average singer songwriter at best. Like, so I feel just grateful for um, any support I given, but you know, I I do work my ass off and stuff. Mm, So mm. it is, you know, I'm hugely grateful for it. Yeah. Great stuff, man. That's, uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, And like I just said, you've, you've played Glastonbury acoustic stage, uh, you've had headline tours in Brazil, the States, um, Europe. Uh, I mean, that must be something you're quite missing at the moment, mate. Obviously, it sounds like it's a big part of your of, of your artistry. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. I, do you know what the mad thing is when I think back to those times is I used to hug like three or 400 people a night. Are you a hugger? Because like, yeah. I'd go out to the you know, merch stand and meet people. And I just, you know, it's kind of crazy when you think about those times, but it's weird as well. Like, you know, I've, I've been doing music for a long time and I think, you know, a lot of my kind of supporters have been there since, since day one, really. And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of amazing to see, you know, things grow with them. Um, but it's just incredible to go, you know, visit places like Brazil and, you know, I, I am itching to kind of go back out there, but it, I suppose when I do come back to gigs, I just want them to be like how they were, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't want people worrying about things and I don't really want to see a face mask. Mm. So, mm. you know, if I have to wait another year for that, then I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm up for that because I just, when I, when I do come back with, you know, to the live circuit and stuff, I just want it to be a safe environment where people feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely, man. I can, I can relate to that. You just, it, cause then it's like, you can really kind of let go and, and just, yeah. 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 Um, what's the best gig you've played then, Tom? You've, it sounds like you've done some 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 pretty cool ones. Um, is there one that yeah. springs to mind as like a really memorable experience? Do you know what? That's a, that's a good question, man. Um, 
I don't know, actually. I don't know. Quite I, hard can't to to one gig. I can't isolate it to one gig. Yeah, I, yeah. I could give you my top five if we've got time. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, so the Brazil tour, those dates, uh, I think it was Sao Paulo we played, and that was incredible. Mm. It's just, it was sunny. It was, I was like, it was just, the people were like beautiful. Like they were just having a great time. They're very different to an English audience. Like they're very, they just, they just seem like there's so much joy. Yeah. yeah. And if you compare it to a London audience, you don't always get that on a Tuesday night in London. <laughs> so, um, you know, and uh, Glastonbury acoustic stage was just a real milestone moment because I've been watching Glastonbury for years. You sure, know, yeah. Wanting to play that. And I feel it's kind of like an undeniable thing where you say, I'm a musician and I play Glastonbury to like a sold out tent. No one can kind of take that away from me. Absolutely. Um, but then also supporting like people like Tom Adele all around Europe was an amazing thing. Um, amazing. And just selling out my last tour, you know, I, playing live has always been kind of my Achilles heel. You know, we've, we've always been, you know, great support with streaming and radio, which is an amazing thing. But to get people into a venue is like the difficult part, I think, for me, because it's like, it's like you can't fake that. And when you're, you know, we, we, the last like album tours were starting to sell out and they were getting, the venues were getting bigger and bigger. I was like, I felt like, yeah, this is actually, you know, this is happening. And it felt, it felt like I had achieved something in some respect, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I know you've got, um, I mean, you can confirm this, but is is there a show planned, a London show planned for, for this year yeah. with a, a thousand cap? Yeah, it's on sale. It's on sale. Um, February the 11th of tw- 2022. Yeah. So we still got a way off. But um, yeah, go get a ticket. And <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll uh, I reckon by then we'll be kicking out the jams. I think so, man. I, I think, yeah, I think sort of, Q3, Q4, hopefully, uh, this yeah. year, um, we'll be getting back to it. And it might be all, you know, socially distanced and maybe the, maybe the gigs that we have this year, because obviously Reading and Leeds and that are going ahead, that, you know, there might yeah. have to be some kind of socially distanced things going on there. But hopefully by by next Feb, um, it's kind of all returned back to normal, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be absolutely incredible if it does. Yeah, yeah. And and what else have you got planned for this year, mate? Because obviously the album's coming in. Um, is it September? The that's planned. September twenty fourth. Yeah. Awesome. So awesome. That, that would be great. I think that's gonna. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. To be honest, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna record the third album this year. Like you know where festival season would have been. Yes. Yeah. That's my, that's kind of my timeline of I'm gonna go and record a new album then okay. and hopefully follow up this second one kind of next year so okay. this time next year maybe i'll have like a new song or something nice um that's that's kind of my plan really i can't really do much than just keep on writing and just hope for things to blow over that's it man yeah just keep on keep on go- carrying on and yeah um i mean with the album is is that kind of soak up is going to be on there right yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm assuming. I'm assuming that's going to be yeah. And, yeah. and can we expect sort of similar vibes to that um, with the rest of the with the rest of the record? I'd say that was probably the most poppy track on there. Okay, but I think I think there's you know if if you've been a fan of my music before, there's definitely loads of stuff that you can get into on that record. And then if you you haven't heard of my music and you you know you 
you're uh, you know listening for the first time i think that you'll be pleasantly surprised that there it's quite a big palette of music like it's not just one thing um like there's very acoustic tracks on there but then there's like this kind of anthemic summary vibe which is kind of more of the soak up kind of stuff you mm-hmm. know um but yeah i'm just excited to kind of yeah just share it with everyone you know I, I, if i if i had it my way i'd just put it out now but obviously <laughs> You know, you have a label and things like that, and they kind of, you know, they've got their little mastermind plan going on. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool, man. That's cool. Lots for us to look forward to then, and for you to look forward to, obviously. Which yeah, is, uh, yeah, Which is awesome. Great stuff, man. Great. Um, Tom, it's been so nice having a chat today. Um, yeah, well, uh, thank you so much for getting me on. I really, really appreciate it. No, it's so welcome, man. It's um, It's been a pleasure. And uh, it's been really interesting for me to kind of learn about your, your sort of musical journey so far um best of luck with everything you've got going on at the moment um Come to the yeah ma- mate 100 percent, 100 percent. get get your beer on uh and hopefully no mask and sing along man yeah that'd be go. great i can't wait tom thanks so much mate you um take care all the best and hopefully we'll catch up soon brilliant man thank you thank you so much cheers man headliner radio supporting the creative community